Hi, everyone. This is your host, Emmett Strack, and we are back with a quick episode of Essential Talks today from the Park Street Insider Podcast. Now, this one is on an aspect of the three-tier system that we get a lot of questions on at Park Street University due to its complicated and variable nature, and that's control states. Now, you're going to hear from Ashley Glickman, the Executive Vice President of National Sales at Westward Whiskey, and she's going to break down the different types of control states and what to keep in mind as a brand going to market in any of them. Control states and open states require different strategies for building a brand, but let's define control states really quickly before we jump in. In these states, a government entity or a government-appointed entity often oversees the distribution aspect of the three-tier system delivering products to privately held off-premise retailers. But in many of these control states, the state also owns the off-premise retail aspect of the system. And in theory, control states generate money for the state that is reinvested in infrastructure and other programs. This, of course, is compared to open states, where private businesses handle the distribution of alcoholic beverages and suppliers can choose the distribution partners of their choice. Here, regulation is taking place through state agencies and legislators via a licensing system. And there's a freedom among suppliers to engage with a range of retailers as opposed to government-mandated retailers and locations like in control states. Now I'm going to turn it over to Ashley so she can tell you a little bit more about how each of these buckets operate. I'm Ashley Glickman with Westward Whiskey, and I am here with Park Street University to talk about selling to control states. So there are different frameworks between all 17 of the control states, but there is one common denominator between all of them, and that is at some point of the business cycle, the state will own your product. I could say that there are three structures within the control state systems that most states fall into. Let's go through those one by one, from the most controlled to the most open market-like. The most controlled would be when the state owns the product and also owns the stores. In this system, there are typically more stricter listing criterias to get into the state, uh, but there are also some opportunities. The opportunity there is that you do have a more strict listing criteria within those states, but you also will know what stores that you're going into and when your product will hit all of those stores all at the same time. Within those stores as well, the store controls where your product is on shelf and all of the marketing materials within the store. That's another opportunity for you. Instead of going store to store to ask for displays or maybe a different point you want your product to be on the shelf. You're just asking the state person themselves. In this model, you have one point of contact instead of going from store to store. The second of the three would be when an agency owns the store and the state owns the product that is within the store. So it gives you a little more flexibility when you're looking for expanding how many stores that you're in. Uh, In this model, Typically, the state will still determine when your product is pushed out into stores and how many stores that it's in, but they don't necessarily control where you are on shelf within that store. There is more flexibility there. And in the third, the states that work more like an open marketplace is when the agencies own the store and they also own the product within the store. So 
in this case, your brand is most likely to be hand-sold store-to-store, and there is less listing criteria to get into the state. In this model also, you'll see national accounts such as Total Wine and More. In all considerations, when entering into a control state, it's important to remember that the control state is your customer. It's important to know your customer's business. Some of the things you want to consider are knowing when their listing cycles are, knowing the sales quotas necessary to maintain a listing within a control state, and also if you have enough product to be listed in that control state. And what I mean by that is, is that when you're fully listed in a control state, you'll have a number of cases that you have to maintain within the state bailment system or within the state stores at all times. If you alter from that, you can incur fines. If you find that you don't have enough product to maintain a full listing, what you can do is work with your customers, the state, in another way, and is to offer them different types of listings. So in some states, they offer you allocated items or one-time buys, special orders, online exclusives, luxury listings. So there's ways that you can get to your customer without actually entering the market as a full listing. Don't forget, though, that a lot of these states require you to have a broker present when you sell into the state. Some control states also require you have a vendor of record. Thank you for listening today. If you're interested in learning more about Westward Whiskey, please visit westwardwhiskey.com. Hi, everyone. It's Emily again. We really appreciate you tuning in for this episode and hope you found it valuable. This podcast is produced by Emmett Strack and co-hosted by me, Emily Pennington, and Andres Correa. If you like the show, we'd love to hear your feedback. The best way to do that is to give us a rating or leave a review on your preferred platform. If you're interested in getting involved with the podcast, send us an email at psu at parkstreet.com, which is also listed in the show notes. You can find more educational materials on our website, parkstreet.com, or YouTube channel, search Park Street University. Thanks a lot, and cheers until next time.